What's going on, everyone? This is Two Bays in a Pod, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. Hope you guys are having a great day. We uh, hope that you guys enjoy this episode. So sit back and maybe sip on some iced tea and please enjoy All right, guys. Well, welcome to Two Bays in a Pod. And uh, just wanted to let you know, go check out our Instagram, which is at Two Bays in a Pod. Also, go check out our uh, other podcast, True Code Sports Talk. And uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on that one. Also, YouTube. We do post uh, some stuff on there. Um, and uh, please like any and every post that we have and retweet or share or whatever it may be we we really appreciate it and also comment um you know we always want to hear from you we want to hear your ideas we want to hear your questions whatever it may be we always love to hear it also go check us out on every major podcast and subscribe and rate and review uh which is uh we're on spotify iheart uh, apple and google Podcasts. and um, also go check out fnxfitness.com for any workout gear or workout supplements they got a lot of great stuff and they sell out really quickly so make sure you do that very quick um, and actually we can get you 15% off of your whole purchase if you do go to FNX Fitness and Cody will explain to you how to get that. That's right guys go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com on the bottom of the homepage there's a partners link that you can click on and it'll show you the link that you can click on to begin your shopping and then you want to use Drew Code 15 to get 15% off your purchase when you're checking out and if I'm not mistaken right now they've got a pretty good summer blowout sale right now with any supplements and workout gear so Definitely want to get on those deals before they run out and use that promo code to get even more discounts so that way you save even more money. So also too, any of the live links that Drew mentioned of the podcast platforms that you can listen to us on, you can click on them and listen directly uh, to those or you can listen directly on the website. So we hope you guys uh, browse around on that website and leave us a comment or a topic or just say, hey, we'd love to interact with you guys if you guys uh, meet us over at uh, drewcodesportstalk.com. And also go check out my uh, new blog that I've started, which is called uh, One Giant Step. It is also on the uh, website, and uh, we try and post it on our social media as well. Uh, it's strictly a, a Giants um, blog, so please go check it out. Tell me if you like it or not. Uh, this week is probably going to be a fairly big rant. Uh, I have been upset for the last three days with the Giants dying against the A's. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have a lot of feelings that I need to, uh, I need to uh, let out. So, <laughs> and my wife, you know, doesn't appreciate when uh, I let it out on her. So, you know, I try to avoid that at all costs. It's probably <laughs> so, safe for all parties. Yeah. So go check that out. I would appreciate it. Uh, that really is just for fun, but also, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's an outlet that I can, uh, I can let out because, my wife is a Dodger fan, so she doesn't care. <laughs> uh, Cody, you know, I know you, you try and get into baseball as much as you can, but, you know, I know you're not a huge fan like I am. And, um, you know, my friend Brad, you know, he's always working, so it's a little bit harder to text back and forth when I'm angry. <laughs> you know, like, oh, why did they do this? And, you know, two hours later, then he can text me back. So uh, it's just an outlet for me to, to let my frustrations out. So anyway. Uh, enough of all that. Uh, we are excited to have you guys here. Uh, we are doing um, our review for the second week in a row. 
And uh, this is going to be, if you haven't, if you didn't listen to the first episode, go listen to it. Uh, I really loved it. I thought it, it turned out really good. Um, I thought we hit a lot of the good points. Um, and uh, we're talking about the Umbrella Academy, and we're going to be do- reviewing episode two today uh, of season one. So, uh, Cody, I felt really good about last week, but how did you feel about it? I felt it went pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of the questions that I had were pretty much um, kind of, I think, everyone's questions when you start the first episode to kind of see what you're going to get into. And, you know, um, for the most part, I I thought it was a really good introduction to really just a different twist on, you know, any super abilities or superhuman stuff. And I, I felt yeah. it was a lot of fun to kind of dive into that and give our own like kind of you know, personal psychological, you know, diagnosis of what we think is going on. So I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it, it was good. And actually, I just found this out. My wife told me this um, because we were actually watching. Uh, it was Suicide Squad was on uh, TV. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was yesterday or maybe a couple of days ago. And uh, my my daughter loves it because of Harley Quinn. Like she idolizes Harley Quinn. And it just blows my mind because when I always think of Harley Quinn, I always think of the 90s uh animated series batman animated series yeah and harley quinn was like this evil bitch <laughs> and <laughs> you know she was like this sucker who loved joker and joker was like um i'm going to use you but i really don't like you and i i just always love that dynamic so anyway i just always think of an evil bitch basically with <laughs> harley quinn and my my daughter is like i love harley quinn because this harley quinn that she loves is there's actually a uh, animated series. I think it's on Netflix. It's like DC superhero girls. Yeah. I've, and I've Harley Quinn is part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like weird. I'm like, Harley Quinn's bad. Why do you like her? And I she's know. like, no, she's not. And they like, really cleaned uh, her up. What? That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. And anyway, so uh, it's just kind of funny, but anyway, um, but we were watching that and my wife said that uh, Gerard way, the, the guy who uh, created the umbrella Academy or, who made the uh, show, not uh, the comic. Mm -hmm. He actually is a writer, a comic writer for DC. Mm. And I did not know that. I just found that out. So I thought that was really cool too. So um, this is not, I guess this isn't something that he just kind of like wanted to do. And because he had the money, he just did it. Mm -hmm. It's starting to sound like to me that it's one of those things that he, he's had experience and he's been working up to this. And, and now he's, you know, writing for DC. I mean, say what you will about DC. I mean, I think a lot of people like Marvel a little bit more, but, uh, you know, DC does have their, uh, their good stuff. So anyway, uh, I just thought that was, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So, uh, that was completely useless from me. So, <laughs> so we're going to go into the umbrella. Cody could have cared less. Uh, uh, so now we're going to go into, um, episode two. Um, and Cody, I, I kind of wanted to ask you this question basically right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, wh- how did you feel or what did you think or who do you think you kind of learned more about mm-hmm. um, in this episode that we didn't really kind of get to know in episode one? Well, I think clearly the the who we learned more of was five because if I, you know, to review episode one is he returns from basically time traveling. And then in episode two, we finally kind of see why he came back and why he left in the first place. And really he was the, 
the you know the part of the group uh the umbrella academy he was the kid that thought that he can take on more than what he had you know probably should have handled and you know reginald was trying to relay that to him the way that he does <laughs> and of course it didn't go very well <laughs> but uh again he he proved that he can jump fine and then he went too big and then he went basically into where the apocalypse was where he was essentially stuck there all because he was overzealous and defied his defied you know the rules and so i feel like as the episode went uh, for episode two we got to kind of understand why five is kind of the way he is now because he does mention that he's older than everybody because he jumped so far ahead and he was alone for so long yeah. Um, and then he comes back and then we're finally starting to see his agenda of why he's coming back and, you know, him trying to now take the steps to prevent it. But in, in my thing, because we're kind of now talking about time traveling as we get into episode two is, uh, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, question marks about the apocalypse, like, well, when does it happen? What caused it? And so on and so forth. And so it, it's kind of interesting to see what five is doing without revealing the entire thing on in the second episode yeah um yeah just a quick synopsis of episode two um is uh just like kind of what cody explained uh, uh everyone in the umbrella academy is sitting at a dinner table and they wait for reginald who is their dad and that's in air quotes um and he he comes to the dinner table they're eating and five just freaks out he stabs a knife into the table he goes and he says i want to time travel and reginald says you're not ready and says a bunch of whole science crap that i don't know um (laughs) and so uh five goes you told me you know look at what i can do and he kind of shows off what he can do a little bit and he's like no you're not ready to time travel and so five gets upset he bursts out of the door um and then he basically is time traveling he's going into the future And then apparently he goes too far, makes it into the apocalypse and sees that everything's destroyed. He looks at the date and he sees when um, the apocalypse apocalypse happens. And um, so he, you know, he's like trying to figure things out. And, you know, obviously um, he wants to uh, stop the apocalypse from happening. And so he's trying to get his siblings to you know, hey, listen up, you know, look yeah. at me, <laughs> you know, and they're kind of like, okay, you know, yeah, we'll help you. And they're not really keen on it right now. <laughs> it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. more like a side thing, which is kind of funny <laughs> because like they know that he can time travel and they still kind of are like, eh. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of one thing that I took from this episode is they're all kind of like, meh. You know, they each uh, have so their, the world ends. <laughs> yeah, they each have their own like. Ah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, five. He in the beginning he has like an eyeball, and he's kind of like you know looking at it, and, and you're kind of like, what, why the hell does he have an eyeball? And um, so you kind of find out that um, he uh, goes. He sees what the name is on the back of the eye. And it's like from a manufacturer. So he goes to the manufacturer, tries to uh, see whose eye it was. And um, he gets his brother Klaus to come and help him act as his dad because number five came back as a little kid. But he's got the brain of like a 54-year-old. Mm-hmm. So um, he needs Klaus to help him. So Klaus acts. And we'll, we'll talk about that uh, that part in a second. 
So they figure out that the eye is actually um, supposed to still be in like in the lab. They haven't even produced it yet. Mm-hmm. And so where did you get this? And he doesn't explain it. Later on in the episode, you find out he finds the eye that, and Luther, his brother, who is number one, is holding it in a pile of rubble. And then five kind of walks around, and you see basically all of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, they're all dead. And so um, in the apocalypse. So you kind of figure out um, this, he thinks that this eye holds something um, about the apocalypse. So that's kind of the episode in a nutshell. Um, I don't think I really missed the main parts of. I mean, do you? did I miss anything, Cody? Only the most important part, which is we get introduced to Hazel and Chacha. Well, that's, I don't know. I don't think that's... Well, okay. As, so we're, I'm foreshadowing now, but later on in our reviews, when we do deeper dives into the episodes... Yeah, they become a bigger part. I got it. But we do get introduced to them and they are funny right off the bat, especially when they check into like the sleazy motel and they're like, what? All the, all these cutbacks, we can't even get two rooms, two separate (laughs) rooms. We have to get one that (laughs) shares. And so it was just great. Mary J. Blige and... The actor who played um, Hazel, oh gosh, I thought I wrote down his name. I guess I didn't. Oh, it's uh, Cameron Brayton. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, he he was in uh, Mindhunter. Yep, actually, I wrote that down. He was uh, the Kemp, Kemper. Yes, Edwin, he Edmund did. Kemper. So he was fantastic. He was great yeah. in that show too. But, anyways, I love their dynamic. I thought it was really funny. And for me, now that you know, I've seen the first season, um, I would say that they are kind of a funny part of how they're introduced and big question mark is why they're there and we know that it's tied around five uh, yeah. and the reason why is because they've got a photo of five when he's old mm-hmm. and as they're trying to essentially investigate uh, basically the shooting that happened at the donut shop you know they're looking essentially for five as an older person when really like you mm-hmm. know they're kind of losing ways and they actually pick on the truck driver <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was a funny part and they're like torturing him by zapping his nipples and beating him and <laughs> So I just thought that was funny um, when they were introduced and um, yeah. in, into that part. Yeah, they're they're good. I actually really like their characters. Um, you know, uh, Hazel and Cha Cha. Basically, we don't know why they're after five. All we know is that uh, they get a motel. Um, they're pissed off that they <laughs> they have one room instead of two. So apparently, they used to have two rooms, uh, but luckily they had split beds, so they were okay with that. Um, and they have this briefcase with them and, uh, Cha-Cha gets upset at Hazel because he decides to put the briefcase in a hiding spot. And she's like, no, we're supposed to have that on, have that with us at all times. And he's like, he goes, no, you know, all these cost cutting, you know, I'm not lugging this thing around. It's ridiculous and blah, blah, blah. So basically he doesn't, he's starting to get lazy he really doesn't want to do the job anymore um and like there's a lot of parts where you know um hazel's like oh you know he they're torturing the the tow truck driver and uh you know chacha asks him you know hey who else was with you and he goes oh it's just this kid and then she goes hey do you know what that means like that could the kid could be five you know Mm-hmm. And he was like, and then she goes, so do you know what this means? And he goes, you want to have Chinese for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, no, get, get focused, man. 
So there's like a little like tidbits uh, in the episode that you can basically tell that this guy really doesn't care that much anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he finds him, great. If he doesn't, he's not really tripping out about it. Yeah. Just he's just going through the motions now. He's probably everybody's he's everybody's spirit animal when it comes to if you've been at the same job <laughs> for so long and you're just like I'm over this. I they can do it themselves if they want. <laughs> Um, Chaksha is kind of more business, so you know, you you see that more and more throughout the season. But um, one of the things that I really liked, and actually, because uh, my wife has been rewatching them with me, so we were watching this episode, and it was really funny because it came to the part where um, it's it starts off at the donut shop that was the crime scene that we ended on episode one, mm-hmm. and uh, Hazel and Chaksha are out there. And uh, Hazel is eating ice cream and uh, Chakcha is just standing there. And I go, you know, what's funny about that whole thing? Well, my wife pointed out first, she goes, you know, Mary J. Blige, who plays Chakcha, Mary J. Blige really stands out in that crowd. <laughs> and I started laughing <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That's funny because you would think that Hazel sticks out because he's this big, tall dude in a suit, but he's eating an ice cream. Mm-hmm. So it makes it look like he was at work. He got an ice cream, was walking by and found this. Mm-hmm. And with her, she's standing there um, in a nice suit, just kind of like staring intently and not really talking. <laughs> and so I was like, and, you know, she kind of stands out. Like, you don't see a woman in a suit on the street watching a crime scene every day. So it was just kind of funny when my wife pointed that out. I was like, "You would? that's funny that you said that. So, um so you can kind of see the differences in those in those two people. Um, but uh, what was like a, a favorite scene for you here in episode two? Oh, man. Well, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, which was um, which was the uh, Klaus pretending to be Five's dad. So I'll let you kind of talk about that one. But one of the scenes I thought kind of resonates with kind of the theme and it continues on from episode one is... Uh, Vanya's basically struggle with her siblings. And I believe it was a scene where Allison's trying to talk to her ex-husband and trying to talk to um, her daughter and he's refusing. And so Vanya's trying to console with her and Allison is basically just throwing at her. You've never been that close to us. You, you distance yourself and Vanya's just trying to be there for her. And it seems like every other person, I think five's the only one that's been kind of trying to bring her in because again, he left so long ago that he doesn't realize like the distance that she put on herself from everybody else. And it just seemed like other than five, everybody else is distancing herself, even though she's trying to kind of be there as a family member, especially the reason why they're there is because their dad died. And so I thought, honestly, that was probably like a scene that resonates is that, you know, she's, you know, she may be cool with five who basically explained to her, you know, at the start of the episode about the end of the world or the apocalypse to kind of let, let her know like what he's doing, but it was, you know, it's everybody else that's basically kind of pushing her away because she let her, she walked away from the Academy because she was told that she wasn't special all this time. So I thought that kind of like resonated with me watching this episode amongst a couple other things. That was one that kind of stood out for me. Yeah. My favorite scene was, uh, as you said, it was the uh, one where, uh, five is trying to figure out what the eye is and so he goes first thing he goes and he goes by himself and he asks about hey i need to know whose eye this is you know who this belongs to 
And the doctor's like, well, you know, I can't really give that out. It's, you know, uh, you know, doctor patient confidentiality. And uh, he, he was like, he goes, no, okay, that's funny. And he goes, but I just want to find out who's owner, you know, someone could be missing this. And there's a receptionist right there. And she's like, oh, he's so cute. And he goes, haha, how about looking up the name lady? And so you're like, oh, geez. And so she kind of gets like, oh. And he was like, hey, don't talk to her like that. You know, we'll figure it out, but I can't give you that information. And so he's like basically threatening the doctor. And so then they, he's like, uh, call security. And so he leaves. So he, then he gets Klaus to help him out. And he needs Klaus to act as his dad, in air quotes. And um, so Klaus goes there. He's like, we just need to figure this out and blah, blah, blah. And the doctor goes, well, as I told your son that, uh, you know, we can't give out that information. And he goes, so Klaus goes, well, if you don't give me that information, then I'm going to tell him that you touched my son. And he's like, what? I didn't touch your son. And he goes, well, then where did he get that swollen lip from? And he goes, what's swollen lip? And Klaus stands up and smacks the shit out of five. And he's like, ah! And he's all, and so he goes, now, if you don't give me that information, I'm going to tell him, you beat us. You beat and he starts like acting like he's crying. And so this dude, this doctor's got this uh, globe on his desk and he grabs it and he jams it right into his head and he's like god that hurt (laughs) (laughs) he's just it was it reminds me it does it this is what kind of what kills it for me a little bit because it reminds me of liar liar yeah he's like i'm kicking my ass do you mind (laughs) and uh so it was kind of like that but they did it a little different where he wasn't constant and also to fight club yeah Fight Club was one of those um, but, um, you know, he does that. And so he's like, okay, okay. So then the doctor ends up giving him the information. And as we, as I said before, they figure out that it wasn't even in, uh, production yet. Like it's mm-hmm. still supposed to be in the manufacturer. So they're like tripping out and like, what the hell's going on? Um, and so I just love that part though. It was just, y- you wouldn't think that Klaus would think of that because of, he's always drunk and high and stuff. And then later at the, at the end of that scene, uh, him and five are sitting at the uh, stairs. And so five is talking to him and Klaus is like, can I have my $20 now? <laughs> like you're all, the world's about to end. And all you can think about is getting high. He goes, well, and I'm hungry. <laughs> so he's like you're an idiot and well, so he shifts into a taxi cab and leaves klaus and he's like hey what about my 20 bucks <laughs> That's well, how it is. i just love that man well what's funny is a little bit earlier before basically klaus is asked to do that favor for five is he actually uh uh grabbed this uh this really nice like i don't know case with like gold lading around it off of um, Reginald's desk and he ends up throwing away whatever was in it in a dumpster and he pawns that off to actually get money for like drugs, assumingly. And, yeah. uh, you know, and what's funny is uh, I think it was uh, Pogo um, was questioning. I was like, have you seen it? And Klaus is like, no, nope, haven't seen it at all. And he's like, okay, well, thought I'd ask, <laughs> but also too. So there's a, so to jump, to a different scene now is we actually 
also see Diego, what he does in his own time, which is like yeah. when a crime scene happens, he's actually does what he can to be involved in the PD search and actually has like what is assumed to be a previous relationship with the actual captain who's like leading or the detective who's leading the way and in investigating basically this donut shop murder. Yeah. Or very funny uh, dialogue between each other and like a spat mm. of a typical couple, which is, which is pretty humorous when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that's a, that's a good point. Uh, you kind of learn a little bit about Diego. Uh, you know, one of the scenes, obviously, like you said, you know, you kind of figure out that he was basically playing detective without having the title. Um, he lives basically we find out where he lives uh, because Luther feels bad for the fight that they had in episode one. So he wants to apologize um, and he can't find Diego anywhere. He figures out where he lives. So he goes, he goes to this boxing ring and then goes to the boiler room. And basically that's where Diego's room is. So he's just kind of like looking around and seeing, you know, how he's living. Basically, basically he's poor. You know, obviously, but he's got a thirst for uh, solving crimes and whatnot. And uh, so, you know, Luther goes there to apologize and whatnot. Um, And uh, we also learn a little bit more that uh, Allison and her ex-husband really don't have a good relationship because uh, Vanya catches Allison on the phone, basically trying to plead... um, that, you know, she was at her father's funeral. So, um, you know, her missing a day of, uh, of seeing her daughter should be excused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's kind of like, well, let me talk to her. Let me talk to her. And you can obviously understand that he says no to her. And so she gets pissed off and she kind of, um, projects that onto Vanya, which was, I was like, Jesus lady, I'm like, <laughs> I understand you're going through some shit, but you know, calm down a little bit. Um, but, um, you know, you kind of figure a little bit more about that. And I don't know about you, but when I first watched this, when I got to episode two, I was like, okay, what, like, what does her ex-husband look like? What does her daughter look like? How old is her daughter? Cause you really don't, necessarily know how old her daughter or her daughter is um i think they do mention it a little bit but you're kind of like well what do they look like like why what did she do and so that kind of gets a little frustrating all right so um you know i know for me this episode wasn't the most exciting um but the end as uh, honestly has been the theme of the last two episodes uh, the first episode was this big firefight. Uh, and then in the second episode, there's kind of this big firefight. And you kind of learn a little bit about Five. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in love with this girl, you, which you find out later is a mannequin. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and he called Dolores. And Dolores, he basically um, tries, he goes to the department store that he knows that she's at. And he goes to try and get her. And Hazel and Chacha, they figure out where he's going. And so uh, they try and uh, get him. Uh, so there's this big, you know, firefight of Hazel and Chacha trying to shoot at five and five, you know, shifting to different spots of the uh, of the department store. Um, and so there's this, you know, obviously they're trying to get. And I think um, he 
no, he does. He ends up stabbing Chaksha like in the knee, like side of the knee or something. Yeah. Um, and so he kind of debilitates her, and um, they uh, then they start they trying to hone in on five, and they go to shoot him, and because he's trying to shift and he can't, and he looks up, and then there's the police. So they hear the police, so they kind of look back real quick, and then they look back in front of them, and they don't see five anymore. And they're like, oh, man, he he shifted uh, to a different spot. We got to get going. So then they leave, but you find out that five just ducked down, <laughs> basically, which was a bold move, to to say the least. Um, and so he's okay, but, uh, you know, he's kind of freaked out about that. So that scene was really cool. Um, the helmets that they use are weird. It's like, it's like what robbers would use, like wearing masks, like these bunny. Someone had like a bunny one, and I forget what the other one was. Mm-hmm. But then they like blowed up. Yeah, and it's kind of like a uh, an army helmet type thing, where it's like supposed to protect you. I don't. I mean, I can't really say exactly what it can do, but it, it was just kind of weird. But they wear these things, and he knows who they are. And um, they actually didn't know that he could, um, like, shift to a different, like, teleport to a different spot of the uh, of the department store. And they actually say it in the middle of their fight. They're like, oh, they said he was special. <laughs> so um, we know that they work for someone higher up. We just have no idea who. Yeah. And uh, we also know that he is important enough, obviously, for them to try and kill him. So. Yeah, one of the things, too, that, uh, like, for example, that Chacha and Hazel made known or the question is when they first get to the hotel, they're kind of talking to themselves about five. And and Hazel goes, well, what happened to the what happened to the team that tried to capture him? And there and then Chacha replies, it was just a third party team. They weren't they weren't as trained as we are. So then it's like, okay, well, who are you guys then? Yeah. Um, because also too leading into the investigation to the to the donut shop shooting, the police make known that the fingerprints of a knife that was recovered that five used to stab one of the guys was a fingerprint that was uh, basically um, collected back in 1938 to a cold case. So then it's kind of like we knew that five is a time traveler, and you know Cha Cha and Hazel are all connected to him somehow in some way, and when they meet each other and you know, five knows who they are. Um, and Hazel and Chacha know a little bit about five and, and what he can do and that he's basically known around whatever organization they're, they work for as this legend. So quote unquote, yeah. which is what they mentioned. Um, you know, we still don't know who, what, you know, where they're coming from, you know, how they found him or, or to the extent we know that they're very durable though, because five took care of the, of the third party merchants that were trying to um, kill him to begin with. And it seemed like Chacha and Hazel um, held their own and five for some reason couldn't, um, couldn't defeat them at all as easily as he did to the other team. So these guys are obviously highly more highly skilled and highly trained um, if yeah. from whatever organization we don't know yet, but it's definitely one that five is, is knows of and we're not we're not sure of where again where he's been all this time because we just thought he was in the apocalypse all that Mm -hmm. years so what has he been doing since then so that's kind of like what you kind of walk away with after the whole you know the shootout and the police coming to break it up and and that whole that whole tidbit of it 
Yeah, and we, and we also figure out that obviously Hazel and Chakcha aren't working for the government because if they were working for the government, they wouldn't be uh, scared of the police. So yeah. that kind of is like a telltale sign. Um, but um, yeah, you know, um, Klaus doesn't really have a big part in it other than the, the one uh, scene that we mentioned. Um, Luther, as we talked about, he kind of goes to Diego and tries to apologize. Um, Allison, we just know that she's dealing with her own shit and, you know, is, is having a rough go of it. Um, obviously we talked about, um, uh, number five, uh, his kind of part in it and like what happened to him. Um, and then, uh, Vanya, we don't really know much about other than we know that she wrote a book and in this episode we kind of figure out that she's a vinyl a violin teacher mm-hmm. and usually for kids but she gets this one guy who um uh he wants to get uh violin lessons from her and she's kind of startled because she's dealing with everything with five and then uh she forgot that she had to teach and was expecting a kid, and this guy who's her age shows up. So, um, and then he's kind of like flirting with her. You can obviously tell. And he asks, he's like, "Hey, I got a shop over here. Uh, it's really close by. You should come by sometime." And she's like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of busy this week." He goes, "No worries, no worries." So you kind of know that this guy, and you're like, "Oh, you know, she needs to." She obviously seems sad and like lonely all the time and you're kind of like rooting for her to just like go visit the dude yeah you know so um that's i mean and you really don't figure out you don't really figure out ben that much ben does kind of show up in the beginning Mm -hmm. uh with klaus he's kind of sitting on the couch and he's he's talking with him um so you kind of know that you know ben is can kind of communicate with klaus but you don't know really how Mm-hmm. And you don't know. Again, we still don't know what happened to Ben. All we know is he's dead. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I mean, there's really not much else to dissect. I mean, I don't know if you had anything else. No, I mean, I think um, really the biggest question marks are, you know, where did Hazel, Cha Cha, and Five come from? You know, what causes the apocalypse? Um, you know is everyone going to know ahead of time? Cause not everyone knows about it. I think Vanya is the only one that's aware of it. Klaus is the other one that is aware of it. But other than that, not all the other family members are aware of it or any sort of attempt on it. And um, I don't think even Diego knows that the donut shop shooting is even related to five and all that yet. I mm-hmm. like, it seems like, you know, five is five is the one that it was, uh, you know, that obviously did all that and it, he was a part of it. And then Diego's essentially investigating to see what's going on. Um, and then, you know, Chacha and Hazel are after five. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, I think what I would like to see is like, for one, how did Luther, I think for, for the episode three, when we do that review is hopefully we get some more clarity on what happened to Luther. How come he's as big as he is? <laughs> um, what's the real reason why Allison can't see her daughter? Yeah. Um, you know, how, what's Vanya in this new relationship that she's kind of pursuing going to be like, so I don't know. There's a lot of this, like what you mentioned, episode two didn't really answer anything 
that much. It really was not necessarily more questions. <laughs> yeah. Like it kind of gave us a little bit more questions and answered maybe one or two things, but like still there's a lot of like, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that we need clarification on and yeah. you know, it, like we'll see how it evolves as the episodes keep going. Yeah. And you kind of, you kind of know too that um, Allison does think very highly of Luther um, you know, she kind of talks about her daughter and says that she used to tell her daughter all the time that her uncle lives on the moon and, um, you know, they used to talk about him all the time. So, um, and she wants Luther to meet her and, you know, she basically tries to get him to, uh, come and he, he's like, well, you know, I got to figure out who killed dad, you know, with this whole monocle thing and whatever. And you're just like, and they're like, she's like, okay, I got it. You know? So he's kind of like, I don't know. He seems like he's nervous and doesn't know how to react to it. Uh, but one other thing that we, we haven't talked about yet. And I think we do need to hit on is at the end, uh, Allison is upset and Pogo finds her. And he's like, hey, I want to show you something. So they go to this room and there's a bunch of TVs everywhere, like these like mini screens. Um, and then he's got like a VCR tape uh, for the you youngins who don't know what VCR is. Uh, that used to be what we used before DVDs. And if you're saying, what's a DVD? Uh, it was the thing before Blu-ray. And, so, and if you're asking what's a Blu-ray, I can't help you. <laughs> if you're asking what a Blu-ray is, uh, it's, uh, what we had used to have before, you know, Netflix and, <laughs> Netflix and, and all, all those streaming stuff. services. And if we're still confusing you, I got nothing, dude. <laughs> I got nothing else. So anyway, uh, he's got this VCR and he's, so he's like, here, you know, you can plug in these tapes and basically she's like, it's an invasion of privacy. And it's basically videos of just them in their rooms, like mm-hmm. just random times. And so she's like going, he goes, I'll leave you alone. I'll let you, um, I'll let you skim through everything. And, and she goes, oh, okay. So she then um, find, goes to the video of the day that uh, Reginald dies. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh my God. And so she goes to Luther and is like, hey, Luther, um, I need to talk to you about dad. And he goes, I know, I know. It's probably just in my mind. I know, you know, Diego was talking to me about it and, I think I'm just obsessing over it. And she goes, no, I'm here to tell you that you were right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what? And then that's how they end it. And you're just like, what? What is it? (laughs) So who killed him? (laughs) So, um, you know, in, in, in episode one, two, we were kind of talking about Pogo and we talked about the mom, you know, basically we think she's a robot uh, because there's something that went into her ear, this like mechanical thing. So, uh, we really don't know anything about that. And Pogo, we don't know how he is so sophisticated and able to talk. Um, so we don't really find that out. But we now kind of have an assumption that Reginald was killed versus he just died. So mm-hmm. um, that's one of those things that we're that's up in the air right now. Any Anything to add on that, Cody? <laughs> no, I, I mean, again, it causes more questions of, you know, did he really not die of heart failure or, you know, was he really murdered? What happened? And, you know, you know, again, where to, how, what's Pongo in all of this? Like he's this helper. So how come, I don't know. There's just so, again, episode two kind of gives us a lot more questions and what was answered even from the first one. So I think that's what makes it interesting is, you know, you have to, when you get to episode three, 
it's like, okay, so what's going to happen now? Where does yeah. all this fit in? And, you know, get, let's, let's get, let's get this to the, let's get to the root of all this. And then even still, we have an apocalypse to worry about on when it's going to happen and who causes it. So it's just so many layers of like, what, 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 what's going on? Yeah. One thing that I am, I am really pleased with um, in this whole, uh, the, the first two episodes is the first episode ends kind of on a cliffhanger with this whole big shootout. Um, and they kind of answer it almost right away in a sense of they're like, well, okay, these guys are skilled. Um, you know, kind of dumb the way they went about it, but they're skilled. They're obviously well-trained. Um, and then you kind of figure out, then this Hazel and Chacha character come into it and they kind of know that they're part of what was going after five in episode one. So, you know, what's their involvement? Who's, who's hiring these people and whatnot. And then, um, you know, episode two kind of ends on this cliffhanger of, uh, you know, who killed Reginald basically. Mm -hmm. So I'm really pleased with the cliffhangers that they ended with. Like we said, this episode two wasn't wasn't as good as episode one. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. But there were things like we were talking about our favorite uh, scenes of the of the episode, and and uh, there's a little tidbits here and there that you kind of learn throughout the episode. So it's a necessary episode. We're not saying oh it's crap uh, because it is it it's not bad. I mean I'm not we're just you know going from episode one to episode two. You're like okay obviously episode one you know, the whole story is there. They're telling you all this. It's brand new. You're like, oh, cool. Now episode two, they have to get into the story. So it kind of gets a little slow. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we're running into right now. But I know I know the rest of the season is, is uh, not like this. So uh, I'm looking forward to episode three. <laughs> yeah, for all those that tried to give Umbrella Academy a try and you went through the first episode and you got to the second episode and it got slow, hang in there, you know, get to episode three and four. And you're going to see a, a big turnaround. And when we review those, then you'll see what we're, what we're talking about. But season, uh, but episode two is definitely one that's, I wouldn't say it's snoozer because it's got a lot of funny points and it does, it is important at, at the end of the day. It's just still more laying the groundwork of things to come later in the season. So. Yeah. And, and this is typical for really any show. Usually it's the pilot that is, um, is kind of slow, like the story per se. And that's because they're not really introducing anything new except for characters. And they kind of like tell you the story behind the characters in this one. They're introducing new characters, but they're also introducing a whole new perspective on things on superheroes on, you know, whatever it is. And so, um, you know, that's why episode one is so good because they are able to do the storytelling in a really unique way. And now that's kind of behind us. So now episode two, now we're getting into, why is the world ending? And so they have to basically push the story into the episode and, and it happened to be an episode two. So yeah. it kind of gets slow, but towards the end, especially when uh, Hazel and Chakcha come into the department store to try and get uh, number five, it, from then on, it's just like, it's nothing but really good stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I this episode it's a good episode. It's just not my favorite, as we said. Yeah, and I feel bad because I feel like people listen to this if they haven't watched it, they're like, "Oh, episode two blows." It doesn't blow. It's just it it's a slow start, and so you're kind of you can kind of catch yourself 
looking at your phone a lot. <laughs> you can let's just say if you listen to this episode, you probably won't need to watch that episode just because we filled in, we filled you in on the main port, main parts, and what was important to remember, and some key things that were funny. And if you and if you don't believe us or don't take our word for it, then you can watch it if you want to. All right. Well, um, I think we've exhausted everything that we could exhaust on this episode. I think we we uh, we touched on everything. Uh, I mean, I don't feel like we left out anything. No, nope, I don't feel left out like Ben or anything like that. So I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, I I love this show so much. Um, it's really cool that we actually get to do this. That we can <laughs> talk about this because really it was just me and my wife. And again, I, I don't hate talking about this about my wife, but it's really nice that I get to, that I have an excuse to go back and watch it. Like, like I need an excuse, but like I have an excuse to go back and watch the show and kind of like, you always find things that you kind of missed. Yeah. Um, like, uh, since I've watched this show and I've watched season two and, you know, finished all that, I forgot about the eye. Like I forgot yeah. about how big, the eye was in the in the story and especially in the beginning so i was like when i was looking at that i was like oh my god i totally forgot about it <laughs> you know and because like towards the end of the season um without giving anything away like um you it kind of goes away from that storyline right yeah without giving anything away so you kind of like you kind of because there's so much going on it's it's not like the the eye doesn't mean anything i'm not saying that but um it's just there's so much more going on because the story has you know obviously towards the end of the season of course you pretty much know everything yeah so uh there's so much going on that you forget about it and then in season two um you really don't have anything to do with the eye so you watch all this and you and then when i went back and watched it, i was like oh yeah i forgot about that eye so um really uh it's really interesting i i really love the storytelling in this uh in this show um i love how they just don't outright and tell you even though it drives me nuts as a listener right or uh, as a consumer but um you know it also is really nice that it's just not like given to you and you're you don't have to think about things like what i really love is you're constantly in all it seems like in every episode you're just like, okay, well, why is this person, how come Allison can't see her kid? Uh, how come she got divorced? You know, how come Luther was on the freaking moon? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why is, why is Diego so skilled that they all, I mean, he acts like an asshole, right? You know, but why is Ben dead? Uh, why is why? Klaus a drunk? Right. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, why is, um, why is number five, why, why does he have these like really special abilities and really none of them really have that thing, you know? Right. Um, and then Vanya, why the hell is she even in the, sh in the episode? Why is Juno? <laughs> what is, she, what is her she, place in all this? You know what I've noticed in episode two is you kind of catch yourself going, yeah, she is pretty unspecial. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, she is a piece of shit. Get her out of here. <laughs> so, you know, you're kind of like, oh my God, lady, go away. <laughs> She's the poor thing is a, a castaway, literally the figurative black sheep in every family. But honestly, <laughs> yeah. too, one of the things, again, that I mentioned in, in episode one that I'm really enjoying is, you know, the whole, the super enhanced human, whatever term you want to use, abilities of everybody. 
And even though this apocalypse is coming up and majority of people like in, in a normal superhero setting will probably say, Oh, we know it's going to happen. They're going to end up saving the world. But with this much dis- dysfunction and question marks about everything, you're really like, I don't know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Are they, you know, are, will they save it? Are they even, do they even like each other enough to save the world? What's going to happen? Yeah. So I think that's one of the things is it's not your typical superhero show from any point of view at all. They're all dysfunctional. They have got baggage. They all got issues. And now you've got to ask them to work together when they haven't been around each other in years and <laughs> majority of them don't even like each other. So yeah all right well uh thank you guys so much for listening to this uh cody sorry i kind of dominated a lot of the conversation so i do apologize for that um but um you know i have been waiting for a week to say i I know we had to reschedule a couple of times but to be fair though episode when we did episode one i did kind of way over talk on you so I, I think don't think so. I think yeah, I felt like I I felt like I said everything and kept going, but with episode two, well, I like when but, you do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, at episode two, like what you said, like it wasn't. It's nothing special. It's just laying the groundwork. So, like, yeah. you know, you taking over is fine. Episode three and moving on will be great. So, okay, we'll, all we're right, fighting over the mic. So, all right, good. Um, thank you guys again so much. We appreciate it. Um, like we said. Go follow us on Instagram, which is uh, Two Bays on a Pod. Also, go check us out on DrewCodeSportsTalk.com, uh, where all of our podcasts are on there, Drew Code and Two Bays. And also, go check out my uh, my San Francisco Giants blog, uh, which is called One Giant Step. Um, Cody, any final thoughts from you? Everybody stay inside, be hydrated, and uh, be kind to one another. It's getting chaotic out there. So other than that, man, be safe. Wash your hands, wear your mask. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right, guys. And uh, we want to say, as always, thank you to every essential worker, people who work at Amazon, people who work in the hospitals, people who work at the grocery store, people who work at McDonald's. We appreciate uh, you still being able and being willing to go and – go to work and through this whole pandemic and providing people with you know food with entertainment with whatever it is we do appreciate it and uh, and obviously for those people who work in the hospitals we appreciate you saving these people's lives and keeping everyone else sick and and putting your own health at risk so we do want to say thank you for that so all right guys well we'll see you next week where we're going to review episode three